Welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. It is November 29th, 2020. We just came off of Thanksgiving, so hopefully everybody's fresh, revived, and ready to go again for this next week, and giving thanks and all honor to God, and just being who we are to go forth. Um, welcome, as I say, and we're going to start with a word of prayer. This week's word is going to be, Who is the Word of God? And we'll have three scriptures that we'll read, and then we'll go forth and share, and hopefully it affects somebody to help them see who the real Word of God is. Let us start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this Thanksgiving season, which is should be a season that goes throughout our lives and each season of our lives, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your love, your kindness, your tenderness. And Lord, just thank you for allowing us to have this life. Lord, I thank you for my salvation and those who will find it, those who already have it, Lord. And we definitely thank you for Jesus Christ, who is our one and only Savior. Lord, just keep us covered in your love and your joy and your peace, Lord. Help us in each situation we go through to make it better as we know you can and will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, who is the Word of God? Now, when I started my study on this, it was interesting. And, like I always do, I give some scriptures and throughout telling about it and sharing, we have some definitions and we go through those and they apply to the text that we use for these times. So, the first scripture that we'll have for this will be John chapter 1, verse 1, and it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's powerful, it's mighty, and it's true. Uh, the next verse that we're going to use and look at is John chapter 1, the same book, verse 14, and it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Again, that's meaty, it's sound and spectacular. Thankful for that. And the last verse we'll look at is Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. And it says, And he was clothed with a vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Now, that's a great descriptor of who we'll talk about and where it comes from. And just, it's powerful, powerful. The revelation of that is powerful. So, we'll also talk a little bit we won't give the definition but you'll hear about john three sixteen and genesis 1 and 1 throughout this so just get in your word share it with somebody else listen in uh, dissect it and then take what we're giving you and go forth with it god definitely shared this with me so we always hear about the word of god and i feel that many take it out of context when they hear this and don't even realize that it's not just about the scriptures being the word. 
Um, the word of God takes on a characteristic of a person. It takes on the characteristic of God himself as he shared. Um, it, it's about a lot more. It's major and it affects our lives. And that word of God guides our lives. So if you know the true living word of God, you can be at peace. Now, if you take a look at John chapter 1, verse 1, like we just read, it says, in the beginning was the word. So that gives you the context and it gives you the meaning from the start that this word was present with God at the point of creation and that's where genesis 1 and 1 comes in where it it says that that god he 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 came in and and god did his thing and then he spoke things into the creation mode that we have so in the beginning the word was there with him that's amazing um it also means there was participation by this word at the time of creation and since god and the father being the father and then the son and the holy spirit they're all connected and they're there that's exciting it should get us pumped up and um it should be something that we take account in and hold as one of our truths for the the religion of christianity and the faith that we are supposed to have and do have um in this, it also states um, what I just alluded to, that that word of God is present, it's living, and it's passionate. So just know that. Write it down. Keep that with you. Um, then it goes on to say that the word was God. So, like I said before, it's a part of God, and it was with God, and it was God. That's amazing. It's it's exciting. That can only mean one thing. The word and God are intertwined. They're they're tied together. They're they're interwoven. So they're a part of each other. There's no separation. Like we say before, that God doesn't want us separated from him. Well, he wasn't separated from the Holy Spirit. He wasn't separated from his son and that word of God is not separate from God. It's a part of God. Well, that, that, that should just make you happy and let you know that God, he's powerful and mighty. So nothing gets by him. Nothing goes over him. Then moving along, we move down to John chapter 1, verse 14. And it says, the word was made flesh. So... Let's go back and look. Now, speaking on the word, when I looked at the definition, it's a noun meaning the word of God. And, and that's, that's logos. That's, it means the word of God. It's the principle of divine reason, and it holds creative order. So there again is that creation we talked about. And it would be the second in the Trinity, and we all know who that is. That's the Son of God. Now, if you're looking, like we just read, it talks about um, the Word was made flesh. So, I looked up the word made, and it says to cause something or someone to exist 
or come about or to bring about. So that would be God, the creator, bringing about this word. So just keep that in mind. And then if we keep going, it gives an indication that the word became a person or a being. In the next breath, it says the word which would be a person at this point, dwelt among us. So there's another key word, dwelt. Now I look this up and it says the past of to dwell. And we all know what to dwell means. It means, uh, the, it says, which is to live in or at a, specific, a specified place. So to dwell is to be there, is to live there, is to be around there. So that dwelling point was here with us so this lets us know that god breathed life life into the flesh to make it just like us so the word became flesh Ooh, that gives me goosebumps that something god talks about and says can come to life and that's how we came to life it's crazy but it's it's true then it talks about the uh, begotten of the Father, which indicates his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. So, woo-woo, boom-boom, there it is. There's the Word of God. It's Jesus himself. God puts it there in plain view. It says he is full of grace and truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is the Lamb that's slain for our sins. Hallelujah to the Lamb. That's exciting. This correlates with John 3.16, which tells us that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoso believeth on him might not die or perish, but they shall have eternal life. That's a great thing. Put that verse in your heart, your mind, and your soul. God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus, the true love, the true love. And I always think about my cousin Stephanie on this because her last name is true love once she got married. So that true love flows through Jesus Christ, the word of God. So that's just awesome because God's awesome. Nothing else is awesome. God's awesome. So just focus on that. That true love is Jesus. He's the word. He's the word. And he became flesh. He became what we need. He became what would help us be able to be reconnected to God because of Adam and Eve disconnecting us from God and putting a putting a blocking point there. Jesus came and he moved it out the way. Hallelujah. Lastly, we drop down into the book of Revelation and that's uh, chapter 19, verse 13. And we already read it before, but it says he was clothed with a vesture. So he is Jesus, like we just said, because in the book of Revelation, he's really the author and John's sharing that with us. But Jesus is being revealed to us. Now, if you look up, I looked up the word vesture, V-E-S-T-U-R-E, and it means a covering. It, it's a garment. It's like a robe. So this robe that Jesus has is dipped in blood. It was the blood of Jesus, y'all. His blood which covers the multitude of sins, that ro robe being dipped in blood, it makes it known and sure that Jesus did it for us. It was positive. It was positively 
it shows how effective his blood is. If it wasn't for the blood, where would we be? Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for the remission of sins that we put out there. Not you. We did it. My goodness. The scriptures go on to say that the given name for this man is the word of God. Again, that's Jesus. He is the word of God. And he stands true and he's full of grace. He's full of mercy. He's full of love. And it just gets me excited because he cares. He cares. This is the re revealing of Jesus as the word of God. It's bringing him forth and it's showing us that he was there in the beginning, the middle, and he'll be there at the end. Trust in him. It shows his might and who he belongs to, his father. My goodness, it's powerful. He's mighty. He's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-doing. And he can't fail, and he doesn't lie. It also shows his authority given to him by the Father. Now, in the beginning, Adam had that same authority. He had dominion. And he gave him dominion over all things, over naming the animals, over, over just doing what he was supposed to do. But Adam failed. He came in sinless, but he failed. And it wasn't just because of Eve. It was because he did not obey what God told him to do. Now, Eve could have still ate that fruit, whatever fruit it was. But Adam wasn't supposed to do it. He followed her instead of leading her. And he let her get into the hands of Satan. So it was man that messed up. It wasn't just female. We both messed up. But it was because of male leadership. My gosh. That she went on and ate of that fruit and then he followed that. And that's the problem with our world today. We have a lot of men that aren't leading, stepping up to the plate, taking care of their kids, taking care of their families. And they're not leading and they follow instead. Be a leader, not a follower. That's what my parents always told me. And, and Jesus was a leader. He walked among us. He walked among the people. He, he healed those who were sick. He, he gave food to those that were hungry. He was an ear. He was a shoulder. He it just touched the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. To the Lamb. Jesus, the Word of God, has been with us all along. That should make you say hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending him. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he is worthy of all things. My goodness. Aren't you glad you were created? Now that you know who the word of God is, won't you worship him? Won't you give him praise? Won't you give him the honor that he's due? Won't you show love in the way that he did? Like I said, he, he clothed people. He gave people food, water, drink. He... He changed things out when there wasn't good wine or they ran out of wine. He gave the best. So we should give the best. He was there. He got touched on the hem of his garment. He made people whole. He made people see that were blind. He was a way maker out of no way and he still is today. That's the word of God. 
Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever be confused. The word of God is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if you don't have him as your Savior, now's a time and a pertinent time in life that you could use him to be who you need in your life. And it's not just using him. It's being a disciple of him so he can use you to affect others. Show that love, spread his love, and be who he wants you to be. My goodness, the Lord is good, and his truth endures for all generations and through them. And you just need to be thankful in all things, not for all things, as my pastor always says. Be thankful in those things. If you look in First Thessalonians, it tells you that in all things, give thanks. Give thanks. Be thankful for the word of God and the truth and the grace that he gives and has and the mercies that he gives. We, we heard that at my church today about the mercies of God, about the mercies that he had on David when David did wrong. Those mercies showed up. And one of my favorite singers used to be Brother James Ragland, and he used to sing, Your Grace and Mercy have brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you and I want to thank you and praise you too because your grace and mercy brought me through. Now, if it's his grace and mercy, we got to give thanks. We got to show love and we got to honor this word of God, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you don't have him today, reach out. Just say to him, Lord, I need you in my life. I'm opening my heart to you. I want you to come in and be the Lord of my life. Lord, save me. Give me salvation so that I might be free. When you do that, he's there with you. He came into your heart because he's knocking at the door. He's asking to come in. Now, when you open that door, he'll come sup with you. That means he'll sit down. He'll take interest in you. He'll have dinner with you. He'll have drink with you. But it'll start that personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So reach out to him today. Ask him while there's still time. We just thank you for you today listening. Let us pray and then we'll end. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your Holy Spirit abiding and just giving us abundance of your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, just give us peace in this holiday season. Lord, that we make it a holy day, a holy season, that you come first, Lord. It's not about gifts. It's not about this or that. It's not about a Santa Claus or this and that or Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Lord, it's about Jesus. It doesn't matter what day he would, they thought he was born. He came to give us life so we have it more abundantly. Lord, these holy days, Lord, let them sit in front of us so that we might get right with you, that we might commune with you. And Lord, just forgive us of our sins right now, Lord. I repent of my sins, Lord, and I ask for forgiveness for all the wrong things I've done, Lord. And I hope some other people can say that same thing because I'm, I'm, I'm sincere about that. Lord, your truth conquers all. Your love is amazing love, Lord. And every time I mess up, I know, Lord, that I got to come to you and repent because I'm making a lifestyle of it, Lord. I'm not the greatest. I'm not perfect. 
There's only one perfect, and his name was Jesus. His name is Jesus, and his name will be Jesus. So, Lord, just keep that in the forefront of our minds and our hearts. We're going to mess up, but don't look to mess up on purpose. Lord, just give us mercy, everlasting grace, and peace, Lord. Lord, change the situation for somebody that's down and downtrodden. Lord, give them what they need to uplift them so they might lift you higher. Lord, bless my wife and my kids that they might seek you while you may be found, that they might turn to you because they accepted you as Lord and Savior. Do this for others too, Lord. Bless my family. Bless the families that are listening. Lord, just let them go further in you. Lord, that somebody might ask, what must I do to be saved? Where can I get more wisdom? Lord, somebody asked for wisdom, Lord, in your word, you said, those that ask for wisdom, my goodness, only you can grant it. Lord, just keep your promises, Lord. We just thank you for those promises. And Lord, we just magnify your name. Go into this work, week, leading us, guiding us and directing us. Lord, put your arms around us. If somebody's going through it on the job, Lord, block it. If somebody's going through it at home, Lord, block it. If somebody's going through it wherever they're at, Lord, give them peace, grace, and mercy, and block the haters, block Satan, block the evil, Lord. We just ask that, and we know you will do it. We'll just continue to lift up your name. Lord, you deserve it all. Jesus, you deserve it all. And thank you for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast. We hope this has been something that pricks your heart, that you might share it, that you might take notes, that you might go back and research this word and find out who the word of God is. Hopefully we've helped you find that out. Now, go through your work week, your week, whatever, praising and exalting the name of Jesus, thanking him for what he's done. And he'll do something great for you. Lift him up higher, higher, and higher. Have a great week, and God bless you. Much love.